Let's bring in two of our guests with us right now, uh, joining us uh, both from Washington, D.C., uh, Anne Florini, Dr. Anne Florini of the Thunderbird School of Global Management, Arizona State University, and Don Pierce, the consultant at Sentinel LLC, the former agent in the U.S. Department of Commerce. Both were based here in Singapore at various times. And uh, great to have you both on with us. Let's go first to you, Anne Florini. What's your impression of, of this last, let's say, 12 hours or so? It's been uh, pretty amazing, hasn't it? It has been pretty euphoric for all of the Biden supporters, all the Democrats in the country. It's been pretty traumatic for the 70 million people who voted the other way and were expecting a different outcome. So Biden and Harris have a real challenge on their hands in pulling the country together at this point. Yeah, and you you know this part of the world very well, Asia. You lived here in Singapore. Uh, you were a professor here for a number of years. Now you're back in the U.S. with Thunderbird, of course, based in Washington, D.C. Uh, what do you think that this outcome now, uh, President-elect Biden, Vice President-elect Harris, what does it mean for Singapore, for uh, Southeast Asia? I think it means you're going to see a very big change in the tone and the form of American engagement with the world, and you're going to see a significant but not a complete change in the substance. You know, I, I was listening to Ambassador Wager earlier talking about the U.S. is going to show up again, the U.S. is going to engage again, it's going to be focused on rebuilding alliances and rebuilding relationships, and mm -hmm. I think that's all very true. But it's going to do a lot more than that. It's going to be doing a lot more than trying to figure out how to re-engage. It is going to have a set of substantive priorities that are, in some cases, are con there's continuity with what the Trump administration has been doing. But in other cases, there is real and significant difference. Part of the difference is going to be that there's a whole set of issues that have been essentially ignored over the past four years that are going to be front and center again. Things like arms control, climate change, multilateral cooperation on a whole range of issues. Mm. Uh, there's going to be a very different approach to trade. So I think you're going to see some quite significant changes. Yeah, there, there is a long list, and, and Kirk Weiger and I were talking about that earlier, a, a laundry list of things that the U.S. needs to focus on, of course, domestically, but internationally as well. What do you think would be the most important thing that a Biden administration could say to Asia, to Singapore, day one? Essentially a politely worded message of, we're back. We're going to be showing up again. We are not going to be treating the world as though it's there for America's convenience, but we are there to work with you. The range of enormously challenging issues that we are all facing. But I think it's really important for people to understand this does not mean we're going to go back to Obama administration or previous Democratic administration attitude on issues like China. Some things really are going to be a little more confrontational, a little harsher than they have been in the past, because there's been especially with regard to China, there has been a very significant change of sentiment within the United States. And this is across the board. This is not just within the Trump administration. How does that relationship, the Beijing-Washington relationship, look with Joe Biden in the Oval Office? There's going to be a lot of reaching out on issues like climate change, on pandemic management, on how do you actually run a any kind of a global order that gives us any chance of dealing with the issues that we can't deal with individually and on our own, which has been completely missing. One of the what big... isn't going to change, though, is trade, not to start with. 
Yeah, I was sorry. I was just going to say one of the big issues has been, of course, IP protection. Uh, and that is one one area where the Trump administration has gotten a lot of kudos from business taking a really strong stand against uh, copyright infringement and that sort of thing. Uh, so very interesting how that might turn out as well. Uh, what did you hear in that uh, in those few comments, Joe Biden, that that stood out to you? I heard what I think most Americans really wanted to hear, which is a call for coming together. And I think it's really important for audiences outside the United States to understand something about what just happened in this election, which was that it was closer than expected, but it was close in different ways than was expected. Trump actually got significant chunks of the African-American vote, particularly the male African-American vote, nowhere near a majority, but more than was expected. He got a larger share than expected of the Latinx vote. And Joe Biden got a larger than expected share of the evangelical vote. And to me, this is a really encouraging sign because it means that we are not entirely tribally divided by identities, that people are choosing who they want to vote for, not on the basis of some pre-existing category, but on Mm -hmm. the basis of who they want to vote for. And that gives us a basis for a conversation that Biden is now in a position to start building on. It's going to be a very tough road. But it does give us a starting point. Don Pierce, do you see that uh, coming together as being something that's going to uh, be able to be done in, in a relatively short amount of time? <laughs> or how long is that going to take, given what we've just been through in the past four years? <laughs> I, uh, oh, is that going to be fast? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah what, what, I, what I want to have happen and what will probably happen are probably two different things. However, I... I do think that Americans tend to come together in periods of crisis. And while we've all been distracted by the politics of the last um, few months of the election, I think we're going to be quickly reminded of the challenges that we have going forward with COVID-19. It's I've noticed here in uh, Maryland, they're already starting to roll back some of the restaurant-related restrictions and Going, you know, closing the uh, the bars at ten o'clock again. It's a minor change, but a change nonetheless, and it's a change that's happening because of a change in the numbers. So as the numbers continue to climb, and as local and state governments have to make hard decisions, I think we'll stop focusing so much on the election and its outcome, and hopefully start focusing on where we go from here. Yeah, we're talking with Don Pierce, consultant, Sentinel LLC, former agent of the U.S. Department of Commerce, and Dr. Anne Florini, clinical professor at the Thunderbird School of Global Management, both based in the Washington, D.C. area. And and, and you have been following this, obviously, you, you both have been residents of Singapore at some point in time in the last few years. Uh, and now that now that Biden has gotten up and talking about this reunification, uh, reaching out to the Trump supporters, talking about healing America, how, how are those messages going to play, would you imagine, overseas in this part of the world? I think, I would hope that in your part of the world back in Asia, there's going to be a sense of relief because it can't be in the interest of anybody who actually wants the world to be able to solve its big problems for the U.S. to be totally divided and dysfunctional. If you have a really hardcore realist view of the world where, oh, say, if you're in the Chinese government and you just want the U.S. to fall apart completely, um, I think there's very few in China who actually feel that way mm. because nobody does well if the largest, most powerful country in the world is collapsing. Mm. It's 
absolutely essential for the world as a whole, for the U.S. itself to be able to get his act together. Yeah, Don Pierce, we have seen the president and the White House and various supporters of his uh, come out and say, look, this election is not over yet. The votes have not been certified. The legal challenges have not been adjudicated. Uh, what are we expecting to see from what have we seen already? What are we expecting to see from the Trump administration in terms of legal challenges to the vote count in Pennsylvania and the, and the accounts in different states? It does appear that the challenges will continue in court. A few have already been uh, adjudicated, um, basically telling the Trump administration to come back when they have some evidence. I think we're going to see over the next few days um, an increase in these um, in these allegations. Rudolph Giuliani, uh, representing the president in uh, uh, Philadelphia today, said that they would be filing suit on Monday with unspecified charges, but uh, actually some good news had just come out just before uh, uh, President-elect Biden came to the podium. Um, Fox News is reporting that uh, sources near the president say that he plans to concede and commit to a peaceful transfer of power if the legal challenges fail. So we it, it does seem to be a little bit more normal going forward if this turns out to be true. That is, isn't that kind of a big if, though? I mean, you know, legal challenges can take quite some time. They aren't just uh, generally taken care of in, in a few days, especially complex legal issues, perhaps like vote counting. And I think if you do find genuine issues, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, but uh, so far, there hasn't been any evidence of massive uh, voter fraud or aside from um, some reports that observers weren't able to directly observe because the 15 feet away was too far away to see the ballots. Mm. I don't see a court trying to overturn votes based on something that kind of so, uh, so petty. Yeah. And Florini, what, what are the issues, you know, you, you, as a clinical psychologist and, and, and working in that, in that realm, what is the, the psyche, what does this say about America? You know, nearly 70 million people voted for Donald Trump. We cannot forget that fact. Uh, you know, 74 plus million voted for Joe Biden. We are still in a very split America, despite all the cheering and the parties out in the street tonight. Are we not? Well, actually, I'm a political scientist, not a psychologist. Oh, pardon but, me, pardon me. Um, but, but that said, there's, a, there's an underlying divide that has always been part of the American experience of a substantial share of the population that basically just doesn't trust government, doesn't want government to take on big roles, doesn't want government to be big. Um, it, it sees government as, as a necessary evil at best. And that set of people is not going to be terribly happy with the results of this election especially at a time of a pandemic when the very first thing that the Biden administration has to do is do a whole lot of stuff related to the pandemic and has to move really fast and put all sorts of money back into the economy and do a bunch of things that to deal with the pandemic that probably should have been done months ago but weren't because of an ideology that said we actually don't want government to do very much. That's not a set of people who are going to be very happy except if the Biden administration proves to be truly competent at dealing with the pandemic, competent government goes a long way toward reassuring people and settling things down. If they can get the pandemic under control relatively quickly, I think a lot of the bad feelings that we've seen building up over the last several months 
are likely to be assuaged. Interesting you say that. I mean, of course, four years ago, we were in a very similar uh, situation, a very close race. Popular vote went for the opponent, obviously, Hillary Clinton. Uh, and when we had Gore versus Bush, again, another very trying time in the political sphere. Are there lessons that can be learned from, from especially Gore and Bush and uh, the beginning of the Trump administration that the Biden administration will now be looking at to say, hey, we should do it this way or we should do it a different way, uh, in addition to your comments about just having competent Government, government out there to take care of these pressing problems? Well, I think one thing is really fundamentally different, which is most people in the United States now know somebody who's had this disease. It's that widespread. You know, I've had a family member affected. I am, I am sure that Don has, knows someone as well. It's just, it's becoming so pervasive that it's becoming a common experience. And there haven't been many common experiences for Americans of late. We've been living in completely different worlds with completely different information sources. But this fundamental reality is now starting to hit us all over the head. I want to thank Dr. Ann Florini, clinical professor, Thunderbird School of Global Management. Uh, Don Pierce, of course, consultant, Sentinel LLC, a former agent at the U.S. Department of Commerce. Thanks to both of you for coming on today. We'll have you on again soon uh, to unwrap some more of these issues. But thanks for now. Thanks thank so you much. so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.